Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! I know the human being and science can just peacefully. This was our finest. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. It's Nathan here. Thank you guys for joining in our part two of Bacterial Weapons of War. Last episode, we talked about all the bacteria that are Lindsey Graham positive or Lindsey Graham negative. We talked about two different mechanisms by which bacteria are going to penetrate cells. We talked about needles. We talked about these crazy straws called sex pili. You know, Sean got a little too rambunctious, so we had to stop that episode. But we're back. We're going to talk about all the other mechanisms by which bacteria invade other cells. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you after a quick musical break. Okay, guys, we're on to secretion system six. We've had our straw. We've had our fucking needle. Yep. Now we need to batter down those walls. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so type 6 secretion system is really a lot like a sharp battering ram. But even smarter. It's like the battering ram from the Battle of Planor Fields, where it like smashes into the gates and then it's like... And all the Gondorians are Gondor people? I don't know, all the Gondor guys are like... "Ah!" And Gandalf's like, bitch! (laughs) And he tries to fight it. Basically what I'm trying to say is it's a very complex nano machine. It's not just a battering ram, it's not just some log that some fucking idiot Gaul guy just like carries it's like super battering ram yeah and it packs quite a punch right which we'll get into but the point is that it's assembled on and in the attacker bacteria and it sort of uh reminds me yeah of a battering ram or one of those kind of pile driver machines do you know what i'm talking about it's one of those things that's like on the ground and it kind of like slams oh yeah like dunk, 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 yeah, dunk, yeah, dunk. yeah yeah okay, yeah, cool. yeah so it reminds me of that a little bit too you know what i think whenever i see a pile driver machine what? You. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've done it. I'm just walking across the street and I say, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, Sean! <laughs> and the construction worker's like, what are you talking about, honey? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I go back to my sandwich and cry. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, filled with, I'm filled with feelings I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what percentage is the sandwich that does this to you? <laughs> yeah. Because it's really big. It's my third sandwich that yeah, day. It's like a brisket sandwich. You got you got all kinds of emotions about it. There's like barbecue sauce on my face. Yes. It's so okay. There's like Argentine ants eating at the sides of it because it's been crusted because I've had the barbecue sauce on my face for so long. Holy shit. All right. So the way that this works is that the bacteria basically assembles a hole in their membrane, their wall, their outer membrane, and then they assemble this kind of hollow protein rod sitting in that hole kind of across from a nearby bacteria. Wow. And okay. this rod that they build basically spans the bacteria's entire width. Damn. So, you know, bacteria look like little beans. 
or whatever. I guess sometimes. so. I don't know. When you picture bacteria, a lot of times they have kind of like a rod sort of shape. I imagine Chris Rock, but sure, whatever. Okay. You know, for, from Osmosis Jones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and the point is that... Basically a blue human. <laughs> this, this machine that gets built spans the entire width of the attacker bacteria. Okay. Like, it takes up a lot of space inside the bacteria. That's pretty cool. Uh, and so they build up this rod. It's capped with a sharp needle protein also. Okay. And sometimes the sharp needle protein is actually decorated with toxins on its outside. Right, like scalps on the side of an orc war machine. Sure. Yeah. 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 Or just like, you know, dipping an arrow in poison or something like that. It's the same thing. There's toxins that are just kind of hanging on the outside of this little... No? You're sick. What? Why do you do that? What? You're already killing the animal. Don't torture it with poison. (laughs) The bacteria like to go overboard. Yeah, that's true. uh, Because the rod itself is also filled with toxins and sometimes has toxins kind of taped to the outside, too. Don't you feel like if these guys took all this effort they put into these weapons of war and instead, like, just got a degree and then, like, just made, like, a small business? Don't you feel like they could do so well for themselves? See, that... (laughs) That's actually (laughs) a really interesting idea because... All of these weapons are actually energetically expensive. Right. They take a lot of energy to do. And so not all bacteria choose to do them. Right. Some choose the way of peace. Yeah. And so we'll actually talk a little bit about that soon. Right. But let's finish up talking how like, this Like, what works. if the Fire Nation, instead of destroying the Air Nomads, just, like, spend all that energy on sex pili? Sure. Like, just, like, making a beautiful part Japanese, part Indonesian society. That's a little bit what Korra is about, right? Is like true. A, their demilitarization process and, like, the resources yeah. going that into That show's all about getting Mako laid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the point is, you have the rod now. You have it capped with this little needle guy. It's actually not. It's about Mako not getting laid, which yeah. is what's so subversive about that show. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful message. <laughs> Keep don't, going. Don't get laid. Um... <laughs> The rod is coated with these proteins that kind of change shape and turn. And so it kind of screws the rod forward. Wow. It's almost like using a screwdriver to like screw a screw in. (laughs) Right. Um, A lot of of screwing. Except the screwing process for this goes really fast. It goes over 100,000 rotations per second. Wow. Sorry, per minute. Oh, okay. Um, but, But it doesn't actually, it needs, I think... 10, 11 rotations. Not that many rotations to actually span the entire distance. So it injects in less than five milliseconds. Wow. Very fast. Damn. And that means that it basically moves into the other cell, punching through its outer membrane, wall, and inner membrane. So it just punches straight through all that shit. Jesus, dude. Uh, and unlike a battering ram, it doesn't need to swing back and forth a bunch of times. It's just it's just one go, and it's in. So what I don't get is when we've drilled down to molecular biology at such a point that things are happening at milliseconds of time, things are getting penetrated with single atoms. Uh, where's the quantum physics? Okay, like why? Where's the uncertainties, dude? Where, where's the wave function? I saw. Uh, that is interesting. That is interesting. There's two parts to that answer. I'm an interesting guy! <laughs> <laughs> what well, one of the parts of it is in wet environments, a lot of times it's thought that a lot of quantum effects kind of disappear. Do they even have a reason, though? Or is it just one of those things where it's like, we haven't observed it, and so it's like, well, fuck me, you know? Well, so quantum covers a lot of things. Right. There's a lot of quantum effects. But at a certain point, some of those quantum effects are like, 
where are electrons and stuff right. and like where's the electron clouds and things like that and right. it's kind of thought that in an environment with that many bigger things bumping around like full molecules and stuff right. bumping around that there's not as much time for electrons to not be sure where they are right sure <laughs> but there are still what i would call probabilistic elements right when we're talking about molecules like that and this is a much bigger idea than the specific thing we're talking about right but sometimes you'll see for example bacteria misfire their their type six system and on that level that's like a quantum effect maybe yeah basically it's a probability issue right which is like you need a certain thing to happen to be the trigger and every once in a while that thing happens accidentally right this is why famously einstein said that you know rick and morty does not play dice (laughs) but rick does play dice actually uh and that the world is constantly renewed and is possible for change Right? This is why, like, the miracles that we used to belittle as being nonsense metaphysics really is true on the quantum level. Like, the world is completed by individual tiny miracles on a millisecond basis, a nanosecond basis. Yeah, I mean, so there's a, again, this is like way outside of this particular topic, but, <laughs> but in, in our cells, um, we have genes, they get read and turned into proteins at some point, right? Right. That reading process, the decision to read a gene is one that has a lot of different proteins involved. But every once in a while, you will have a gene read without the appropriate trigger for it. Right. That just happens sometimes. Yeah. And and some proteins in a given cell, you only have like four copies of it. Right. So if you have an accidental reading and you have five copies now, that can like be a functional difference to that cell. Right. One probabilistic event is why James McAvoy can read your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, beautiful. Um, anyway, anyway, so yeah, we're way off base. Maybe at some point we can talk about that somehow. Yeah. I'll, I'll come up with a topic. Quantum biology. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Wow, shit. Where, we're, we're talking about, about battering. We're talking about screwing. Right. You're really obsessed with screwing it. Well, moment. anyway, so we just punch through. Pow! Yeah. We just punch straight into the other bacteria. One punch man. Pretty good. And in that punch, we just delivered a bunch of toxins. Because right. the, the needle had toxins attached. The rod has toxins on the outside and the fucking inside. And remind me for biology, how are we defining toxin? Yeah, so a lot of times these are pretty small proteins that disrupts some kind of essential function okay. of either bacteria or uh, eukaryotic cells, because right. these can get used on us also. And it'll be like functions like ribosomes working, right? right? And like, it's pretty bad if our ribosomes don't work. We right. like basically get frozen. We can't continue functioning. Right. And in this case, the way that it works is the bacteria, the attacker, is making the toxins, but also making an immunity protein. Right. One that will keep that toxin from working. And then whoever they just punched and delivered that toxin to right if they don't have the corresponding immunity protein they're gonna die right so it's kind of like if the trump administration just ran into american democracy and then bill barr's like yeah and just (laughs) flies off the end of the trump administration and then latches onto the legal process right and we didn't have immunity to him right we really didn't (laughs) right but but the trump administration has immunity right right. that's why they could have him yeah they they do get legal immunity from a lot of things don't they (laughs) yeah it's very dangerous (laughs) And so uh, I will say that some bacteria actually accidentally attack their own siblings. Right. Just like the Trump children. (laughs) But the thing is that their siblings have the immunity. Right. So even though they're like punching holes in each other, (laughs) they still don't die because the hole they just punched, the toxins they delivered, that other cell can deal with. Awesome. Okay. Well, that sounds a lot like what viruses do, though. 
Well, uh, so so what's interesting is that we talked re- at the very start of this episode about bacteriophages. And bacteriophages are, you know, they kind of look like little alien spacecrafts or something, the lunar lander or something like that. And then they go through a process where they inject their nucleic acids, their DNA or RNA, right. into the bacteria. Right. That injection system is the same, pretty much, as the type 6 system. Right. And it's also a large part of what you study, right? Aren't you a phage boy? No. Oh, you're not? No. Oh, I misunderstood your work. <laughs> <laughs> Phages are for bacteria. I do cancer shit. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, but the point is, is that uh, the type 6 secretion system, it's bigger than bacteriophages are. But, you know, okay. Uh, it has to be longer. Bacteriophages just need to be able to get through one set of outer membrane, wall, inner membrane. Whereas the virus needs to, like, get right in there, right? I mean, that, that's what I mean. The virus needs to get oh, through just... Outer membrane, wall, inner membrane. Okay. The type 6 system needs to get through the attacker's membrane, wall, membrane, and the defender's oh. membrane, wall, membrane. Right, damn. So it needs to be, like, longer, right? It damn. needs to be able to get through all that shit. But they're not just similar ideas. The type 6 secretion system is something that directly evolved from bacteriophages. Right. As in, some bacteriophage a long, long time ago infected a bacteria didn't manage to kill that bacteria. Right. And its genetic information kind of got co-opted or stolen by the bacteria right. to help it build this weapon. But this is like a vaguely confusing. So bacteriophage is a separate thing than bacteria. Bacteriophages are the viruses. Okay, there we are. Yes. Cool. Yes. So so the the phages, why the fuck didn't they call it virophage? <laughs> cuz cuz the the phage part is like the the eating or attacking kind right. of idea. So it's So it's bacteriophage virus. eats bacteria. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Virophages are a thing. Right. Just like I'm not called a human, I'm called a cowphage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yes. The, there are virophages, which are viruses that... Eat of, other viruses, huh? Yes. So it's technically complicated. What they do is they infect like an amoeba yeah. that's currently getting infected by another virus. And then the virophages hijacks the other virus's shit. Right. So it's kind of like... Uh, it's like somebody's robbing a bank and then another robber comes in and steals from them. That's pretty smart. Yeah. So that's what virophages are. And Hannibal Lecter's a manophage. <laughs> yes. Man of war. Yeah. Hannibal is a pretty it's a pretty cool show. Pretty pretty goofy. I've heard that. Yeah. Wait, is it goofy or good? Both. Oh. It's 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 like uh like hyper dramatic. You know what I mean? Okay. It's a very uh, kind of fancy fancy okay. situation. Okay, cool. Alright. But the main point is that this type 6 secretion system, this really cool siege weapony shit, is something that bacteria got from viruses that, like, kind of fucked up the infection process. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so, you know, it's one of those cool situations where viruses sort of expanded the arsenal of bacteria. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. That's like how Romans originally, like, just did Greek shit, but then from, like, neighboring tribes, they, like, innovated new styles of wars. They, like, adopted it. And then used it to conquer Italy. Sure. I mean, the, the Romans also, uh, they would have like auxiliary units or something, right? That would right. just like straight up. Yeah, where either ideas borrowed from, I don't know, whatever nomadic group or neighboring faction. Or we're like, literally, they just hired those guys. Yeah. And we're like, hey, bros, you're good at horses? Numidians? Now you're our auxiliaries. I mean, I think that is like very similar to what this is. Damn, bacteria are so similar to Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Romans. Excuse me. I meant Romans. <laughs> Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So another thing I'll say is that this process sounds a lot like just kind of on the attack or something. Right. right? But some bacteria, there's different behaviors in different bacteria. For example, Vibrio cholera, which is the cholera bacteria. Yeah. They will pop off their type 6 system pretty much any time a cell touches them. Wow. So like if any cell like gets up close to them, they're just like popping off. That sounds like a lot of energy expended. Right. For any cell. It's a very expensive process, but it's one of the reasons why they can do so much damage and cause that disease. But there are other bacteria that are much more peaceful than that. So for example, Pseudomonas aeruginosa doesn't really kill other bacteria around them that doesn't give them a hard time. Okay. Okay. So if other bacteria just kind of hanging out, they don't, if the other bacteria don't have a type six system. Right. Then Pseudomonas is just chilling. Right. Okay. But if you take some cholera, which does, and you mix it with Pseudomonas, what happens is the cholera will bump up against the Pseudomonas shoot off its type 6 system, the pseudomonas will get pissed off and will immediately shoot back with their type 6 system. Right, so it's kind of like England and Scotland. Yeah, I guess. I'm not going to dig into that. (laughs) (laughs) So so the collar will pick a fight and the pseudomonas will just like kind of come back right away. And they have pretty potent toxins, the pseudomonas does. So basically what happens is they'll end up killing the cholera by popping off really quickly right back at the same spot. Okay, cool. And what they end up doing is they'll lyse the target cell. So the the cholera cells will end up falling apart. Damn. And release their cell contents kind of into the extracellular environment. Cholera fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, and what's cool is that the pseudomonas, when they take a hit, the bacteria cell records the spot that they got hit. Sweet. Because you can imagine, you know, a lot of these bacteria aren't moving around that much. Yeah. They kind of sit where they got divided into. Mm -hmm. So they might have cells on their other sides that are like their buddies. Yeah, okay. Sister cells. And then now they're bumping up against a cholera on this side. They don't want to shoot off their weapon in the wrong direction. Right. Right. They need to pay attention to where it was. So they record the specific spot they got hit. And then they rapidly assemble their weapon at that exact spot. That's cool. So they can shoot right back at that fucker. (gasps) Yep. And, you know, this kind of sensitivity to getting hit first actually makes it so that Pseudomonas is really hard to have sex with. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) So, like, the type 4 sex pillus. Pillum. That we were talking about before, right? Right. Is, in a, you know, you have to connect the cytoplasms of the cells. It's a kind of penetrating process. Right, right, right. Very much so. And that can trigger pseudomonas. And so sometimes another cell is just trying to have sex with pseudomonas. They're just trying to get conjugated. Right. But pseudomonas takes it the wrong way and fucking kills that cell. And go, bah! Yeah. And then just penetrate that dude and kill it real fast. Okay, cool. So... Okay, guys, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little answer, answer, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about these sexy, sexy straws that we're we're sucking on and shooting out. Ah! Talk about some more bacteria stuff. Just just a little bit more, guys. <laughs> just a little bit more. Just, just hang in there. Woo! Sexy, sexy episode. Be right back. The following is an actual advertisement. Today's episode of Petri Dish is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. It provides podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so that you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member, and you can too. It's really easy. You just need to apply to become a member, and you're immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's at podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Okay, Sean, we're pretty close to our end. We've talked about several different ways to secrete your bacteria. Ah! Okay, we also talked about sex problems we have, all sorts of cool shit. <laughs> What's 
our final tidbit. What's one more way bacteria is going to blap? Yeah, so there's something kind of similar to the type 4 and type 6 systems called telosins. And they're kind of like blow dart straws. That's cool. Okay, so in the other ones that we were talking about, it's something that kind of gets built on the bacteria that's the attacker, right? Like the right. type 3 system, 4, 6, all of these things are structures built on the attacker bacteria. Right. Whereas these talosins are something that gets secreted outside of that bacteria and get built on the defender. Oh. Okay. Hmm. And what they're built as are like little straws that will penetrate into that bacteria, into the cytoplasm. And then go, whoo! <laughs> well, they'll basically just open up a hole for stuff in that bacteria to kind of slip out. Oh, okay. Or for stuff outside of the bacteria to kind of pour in. Cool. And one of the main issues that comes up for those defender bacteria is bacteria set up what's called a proton motive force. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea with the electron transport chain. I don't remember if you... Yeah. You, 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 know, you know that shit from... High school biology, baby. Right, exactly. The whole idea with that is you use the electron transport chain to pump hydrogens in a direction. Yeah. And then the hydrogens get built up. There's like a big concentration of them, like a dam. Yeah. And then they flow through little channels. Right. And when they flow through, that's when you get energy out of it, right? Right. So bacteria do the same shit. They will pump out these hydrogens, and then they'll have channels that they want the the hydrogens to come through. Damn. These straws fuck that up. Because the straws just give another path for the hydrogens to come back in. Okay. Except you don't get any work out of it. So it just totally disrupts all that work you went into. Huh. So the straws basically rob the defender bacteria of energy. It saps them. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what those little talosins do. They kind of just get jabbed in there and they they just drain the energy out. So the, 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 the castle walls of these cells, you can sap them, you can battering ram them. You could just full-blown penetrate them, yep. uh, and you can straw them. You can have sex with them. I wow. Guess. <laughs> Damn. There's a lot of ways for bacteria to get in there. Yeah, they're pretty naughty little dudes. I think what's cool about it is, I mean, honestly, even for me, when I was thinking about how bacteria cause sickness or something like that, yeah, a lot of the times it was just, oh, they like secrete out nasty toxin stuff, and those nasty toxins can get picked up by your cells and right. make your cells go ouchy or like no get, way bro you get like diarrhea or something super active this is like it's a more metal situation you know yeah, what i mean this is like, house fray dude there's <laughs> like getting into your red wedding there's some jabby shit yeah there's some real jabby shit here and i think that that's like you know hey respect the bacteria do scientists bit. use these techniques at all they try to like appropriate some cells uh and then like use that to like, I don't know, fight cancer or something? Well, I mean, so first of all, scientists definitely exploit the type 4 system. Okay, cool. Because we do a lot of research where we want to be able to genetically modify bacteria. Right. And the fact that they have a way to take up DNA, very convenient for us. Right. Right. But also, that same type 4 system is one that they use to spread antibiotic resistance. Hmm. So there's a lot of researchers that are figuring out drugs that can stop that type 4 system from working. Because then it's like, maybe they won't be able to spread. Sean, my acupuncturist told me that genetically modifying bacteria is wrong. (laughs) Right? Would Mother Gaia want you to genetically modify things through type 4 secretion? Man, they're always modifying themselves. That's the thing. That's true. They're they're always swapping their juices. Very naughty. Very naughty. But yeah, so I, I do think that scientists exploit a lot of these systems. And then also, I think that there are uh, what are called synthetic biologists. Synthetic biologists. 
These are, are half human, half robot biologists. <laughs> they're like data. Yeah. In that they're actually just fully android, but they look like people. There we go. And have feelings. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Depends <laughs> on if the chip is in there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But uh, synthetic biologists um, want to be able to use biological principles to like build like biological machines or little biofactories or whatever. That's cool. And... The Type 6 system is like a really, really well-constructed nanomachine. You know, it has a very fast motion. It's controlled and when it's supposed to go off. So there's a lot of design principles in something like the Type 6 system that synthetic biologists look at and they're like, maybe we can tinker with this kind of thing to do some cool nanofactory shit. So right now... Quantum physics is just like slamming particles together in super colliders. Once we get really good at nanomachines, are we going to start to be able to do cool stuff like play the elemental strings, the music of a Louvatar? You know? It's just, you know, we're a biology podcast. (laughs) But, you know, fuck biology for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they they got those fucking quantum computers and shit that that they've been working on. That's beginning to play around with qubits and shit. Yeah, fuck physics. We're going to cure some shit here. (laughs) Wow, you're going back and forth a lot. That's a lot of of hopping around. All right. Well, uh, let's thank Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Sean, for your contributions to science. Thank you, me, for supporting you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank Emotionally. you. Thank you for loving me. Yes. Thank you for being there. As you guys know, in America, it's Brother's Day next week. <laughs> <laughs> and for this Brother's Day, I want to thank you, my brother. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> Every day is Brother's Day at Petri Dish. <laughs> in my bed. Um, <laughs> and uh, Brian Allen for the artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griffin Allen for the cute little animation y thing. All right. Brian, don't forget to call your brothers for Brother's Day. Shit. <laughs> oh damn okay and thank you listeners and our patrons at patreon.com slash petri dish mm-hmm. and uh, you can send us an email at petri dishpod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at dish podcast on twitter and yeah see y'all next time guys keep on secreting mm-hmm.